Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thursday Live Lesson. My name is Aldrin Guerrero. I am your instructor for today. And joining me are Mr. Aaron, the voice, Nakamura. Say, what's up, Aaron? What's up? And Mr. Kahai, the legend, Ferguson. Say, what's up, Kahai? What's up? And here on Thursday Live Lesson, we answer any and all of your questions. So send us questions, and we'll answer them as best as we can. You can send us videos, send us email. Uh, we are live, so you can uh, type in a question on the live chat and ask us in real time if you want to do that. So let's uh, get right into it, Kahai. We'll try to answer it. Just send me the first question. Or tell me the first question. I don't know. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> I try to sound professional like right at the beginning, but it really just crumbles down after the first couple minutes. <laughs> oh, anyway, so wait. Before you give me the first question, I should say, you know, I am trying to dangle these treats in front of you. So just as, pro just as promised from last week where we put the, um, the songwriting challenge. And, you know, if you're not familiar with our songwriting challenges, we put out a songwriting challenge at least every month or you know every other month or something like that you know periodically we put one out and um you know we we randomly pick one of the people who send us a a song that they wrote and we give them stuff so this time you know i'm dangling a few treats and i said whatever is going to be you know on my headstock hanger you're gonna get that headstock hanger so my headstock hanger <laughs> edible <laughs> for the next was that two three weeks that is due for the next couple <laughs> weeks are going to be have these fine Hawaiian treats over here. These are actually some of my favorites. Like this. I'm a big chocolate dude. This is a milk chocolate macadamia nuts. Everyone knows this one. I think you guys could probably possibly buy this at your lo a local uh, grocery store. But this one. I love lychee. It is leaking sour lychee. It's just. <laughs> come on. You can't go wrong. <laughs> you know what I got? <laughs> What's that? Oh, sorry. Uh, I don't no, no, no. We. But we can't give it to them, so it's like exactly. feel bad. It's like dangling. Nah, nah just, yeah. just go. We're, we're already literally dangling this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aaron's uh, mom gave my family like some uh, lihimui uh, starfruit. Yeah. Ooh. Like, oh, yeah. Because it's like the end awesome. of starfruit season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just do whatever you can with them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Tell me, tell tell the audience yes, more yes. about this. Uh, well, yeah, maybe I can throw <laughs> in some free. of that too. I, oh, I'm pretty sure snap. that you she can, has like, some. You can uh, you can put, uh, seal it up. Just a small stuff. Ziploc bag. Oh, <laughs> upping the game, right? <laughs> starfruit. It's like dried dried starfruit. Mm. So it's kind of like that, where it's like the yeah. seeds. Because or... this, yeah, this one is uh well, this is just like a gummy, you know, like a sour gummy lychee. But this one is um it's leaking um leaking cherry, seedless leaking cherries. It's cherry. Mm. That are dried and um, you know they're they have leaking mui powder on them. Basically, is what it is. Mm -hmm. So these are delicious. Like I love these. There's one where it's like um, similar to this, but it's like lemon peels instead. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, <clears throat> they, like they put honey and and uh, and leaking mui powder. It's it's awesome for for your throat. So sometimes <laughs> eat that every now and then. But yeah, these and alongside one of Aaron's um, star fruit leaking mui, adding on to this uh, this packet of good no packets of goodness that's <laughs> what we're going to be giving away to our um not winner because um, everyone who sends something you know like is they win they win themselves a song that's what <laughs> but you know we'll uh, we'll reward that's the reward i should say it's a reward for you know one of the um one of the songwriters that submit their yeah. songs for this coming challenge yeah did, did you say that we're gonna pick them randomly too yeah we're gonna so pick them randomly it's not so, like based off of like Oh, we like this song yeah. the best. This is the best song. It's got this. It's got five chord changes and key well, changes. It's five, eight, seven, eight, and nine, fourteen time. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. Most times when people send in songs, anyways, we always like kind of gush about it. Like, yeah, even like last week or the week before, we're yeah. testing in the song, right? And he was like, 
oh, it's only half done, and we're still like, oh, it's still yeah, great though. Pretty we good. Still love it. You know, so. you, you tried. Yeah. That, that's really, you know, that's really all we want. And um, you know, just just kind of stating the fact once again that like, you know, you're not going to write a masterpiece like the first time, not even the tenth time, not even the hundredth time. You know, sometimes. <laughs> oh, like, you might, but <laughs> yeah, maybe some of you might write it the first time. <laughs> you know, but sometimes it, it doesn't it doesn't come like right away, and you need to kind of you know keep writing and keep writing and keep writing, and then thousands and hundreds of thousands, maybe even later. No, maybe not that much, but <laughs> after after a while. You know, you'll you'll get better at writing, and you'll write that masterpiece. Really, so so what we're trying to do is just encourage people to just write as much as possible, so that you know eventually you're going to come up with something. You're going to win yourself a Grammy, and you're like, thanks to those guys at Ukulele Underground, and we're like, oh, they're mentioning us at the Grammy. <laughs> you know, that's and, and we're going to be like proud parents, right, Kai? And we're like, look, look at her, look at a little boy or a little girl. They're all grown <laughs> up, and they're at the Grammys. How about how about we be honest right now yeah. and we say like what percentage of our own things that we write do we think are like keepers or like oh yeah I really oh, like how that one turned out. Yeah, I have notebooks and notebooks back then, you know, in in, in high school of just like what I thought, you know, were, were like good poems and I spelt poem was it P O M E. Yeah. That that gives you an idea of what I think you know, like the content of said poems. Uh yeah, but it's it takes it takes a while. It takes years sometimes, you know. But some sometimes some people just have the gift. Like my friend Daniel, like has written amazing songs in high school, and I'm just like, how? Who hurt you? You know, like why are you writing these things? Like this is this is from like the perspective of like a six hundred year old that's like gone through some stuff. I'm I'm sure Daniel also has mm-hmm. things though that he's written that he's just been like, ah, oh, it's okay, or I don't, yeah, yeah, I didn't sure, really sure. like, and, and well, like. Most recently, people like Carly G, you know, yep. who's won Hawaiian Grammys for like, you know, for songs that she's she's written, and she's like a teenager, like <laughs> UK, <laughs> like yeah. Carly, you're right, but she writes amazing songs. So like, you know, some people just have the gift, but we want to encourage everyone to uh, to write songs and use their ukulele and uh, and you know create art. Really, is what it is. You know, just make art with your um, you know with your instrument, or just have fun. That's really all it is. You can write a silly song if you want to. I write silly songs all the time. You can write a serious song. You can write a nice instrumental, an okay instrumental. You can write a cruise instrument, whatever you want to do. Just follow the guidelines of um, what we put out for each challenge and just try your best. That's all we ask for. Do so, you, Do you remember what our uh, guideline was last week? I uh, October something, <laughs> something sky. No, was it, it was not sky. <laughs> <laughs> Jubilant October, what is it? Starts with an A. Afternoon. (laughs) Jubilant October afternoon. So that's whatever that means to you. Write a song about Jubilant October afternoon. Any key, whatever. We do have like guidelines for that. But the main thing is to just write a song um, about Jubilant October afternoons. Yep. Yeah. Uh, What was the other guidelines, Kahai? Lyrics, (laughs) as usual, you know? Yeah. Um, Three, four. And then uh, the disco kind of funk. Oh, yeah. Disco funk. September. Right, right. Do you remember <laughs> afternoons in October? And then I think we had a uh, use a ninth chord, right? Too. Ooh, ninth. Which yeah, ninth chords? Somebody also brought up. Uh, somebody mm. asked when we said ninth chords, did we mean a add nine chord? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that means to you. Just like <laughs> <in> October. <laughs> Julian October afternoon means to you. Yeah. If it's <laughs> add nine, if it's a nine, that's that's all good. So it's nine. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, let's let's get started. Um, give me the first question, Kahai. Uh, this one is from Mikel, and he yeah. said, "I'm struggling to change from B minor to E minor. Do you use the pinky to hold the uke in the transition, or do you move the fingers one by one?" E minor to B minor. A B minor to E minor. Oh, B minor to E minor. Okay. So um, yeah, it's it's a little bit it's a little bit tricky if you you know if you don't have the right grip. So and I get this question a lot, and it's always you know it's always great to do the private lessons because I kind of get to see firsthand what people have a hard time with. So for the most part, you know when uh, when people grip their ukulele, they they kind of tend to grip it with the thumb back here like this, and you know play their chords or whatever E minor C. But then really, if you're you know if you're not holding your ukulele here with your forearm on top like this, so that you can hold your ukulele with just one hand. This uh, this grip gets tough being back here. So what I like to tell people is that there's uh, four different kinds of grips. The first one is what we talked about in Ukulele 100, where you use your um, you know this part of your hand, which is the pillow. So this is going this is the pillow right here. You put the neck on the pillow, and that kind of helps you grab. You know your you can play your beginner chords that way, and you can kind of switch chords uh, a little bit easier with that grip. The second grip is uh, moving a little bit uh, a little bit away, now using your knuckles. So we talked about this in Songs Made Easy. So this big knuckle right here on the side and then this side of your uh, of the knuckle on the thumb. So knuckle on the thumb goes at the top, this big one goes underneath here. So it's just like the one with the pillow, but not so extreme so that you kind of have a little bit of space right, right here. Yeah, see that? I can fit my finger in there. Whereas if you did the pillow, it would be no way to kind of Ah, there. There'd be no way to put that in, okay? <laughs> Bling is getting in the way. Bling is getting in the way of my thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that and that kind of allows you to, you know, move this up and down with, you know, with no problem. Um, the, the third grip is going to be just the thumb. So this, this one's a little bit more tricky. So this is like absolute beginner. This is kind of beginner to intermediate. This one, intermediate to advanced. And the reason for that is because... Um, the way that I hold the ukulele, especially sitting down, and you know, a lot of people like come to the you know come to the private lessons with their with their uke straps. It's like okay, well you know, uke straps, whatever is fine, but you want to get used to holding your ukulele without the strap. So the lower bout goes onto my lap like this, and I um I have the ukulele up a little bit, pointer finger points to the sweet spot, and this my forearm falls naturally down, and it's kind of you know um against my body like this. And I'm kind of holding it together. So I can kind of hold it and strum it with just the one hand and I don't have to support it on this side. But because my forearm is, you know, it's not on top. Let's see. Are you in the wide or in the close? I'm in the close. Okay, let's get the wide. So it's not necessarily right here on top. It's like this, kind of at an angle. But a little bit of it, as you can kind of see, is using to, you know, kind of hold it together. So it's like so. Now, this creates kind of this like downward pressure that brings this up a little bit you know brings it to the angle that I want to now this thumb is up here and it can kind of you know do this balancing act between my left hand and my right forearm keeping the ukulele in place what this does is it allows the thumb to be a fulcrum point and kind of just move my wrist back and forth so when I play chords like G I can let go and use that and swing my, uh, and it, when you play your G, you want it to come from this angle so that you, your fingers will kind of curl and go into place, right? So what, what I do is I let this go and go to E minor, and then I'm gonna swing my wrist this way using the thumb to kind of hold that 
thwip thwip swing over to my little spider-man swinging that way see the my uh, my wrist kind of this direction pointing towards this angle and then down here or it's down pointing down instead so from here to here so when you ask b minor which is going to be the last i talked about four different grips so this grip is this way so my thumb is uh, is at an angle going here kind of pointing out like this it's not straight up it's at an angle going this way and it's a fret behind where my pointer finger is so that the thumb can kind of push forward and the pointer finger push the other direction it's kind of not necessarily pinching and you don't want it behind like this because it comes off as super unnatural if you took off your uh, your ukulele it just looks like you're doing puppet hands you don't necessarily want to do puppet hands with your ukulele but if it's on the side like this and you took off your ukulele it just looks like you're you know you're gonna close the fist it's a very more natural movement than you're you doing this you know so with that said I know this is kind of a long-winded an uh, answer so what you do from B minor to E minor you can either take your pointer finger, slide it down like this so that you don't hold all four and just hold three, and then put your other two fingers down like so. So you can go B minor, E minor, and then back, you just kind of, you know, you just move that pointer finger back up, still supporting it from the back here. So E minor to B minor, E minor to B minor. You can do it with it also and get a get a different sound there you know but if you don't want that <laughs> that note you can have it kind of put put down like this so that's one way um, the other way is going from here and I talk about that swing because um, this is nice and straight so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna grip right at the top get to my E minor two. and using my uh, my pinky finger to kind of catch it down underneath here so I can let go and if not I can use this part of my arm to kind of go from B minor hold it you know getting, getting from here holding it together right at the top getting to the E minor B minor to E minor and I'm not using my pinky finger to uh, I'm using my forearm here to hold it together. So you can use any one if you're not supporting it with the forearm here because everybody holds it different. Some people kind of hold it down like this, but then I always find that if you hold it from uh, from down here, there's it's hard to support the ukulele, you know, to uh, to kind of have it stand up. So I, that's why I always have it on my lap on uh, on top here so that I can kind of play it without it. So switching chords because you have to let go of the chord on the upbeat play the chord on the downbeat how, like how we talked about in Ukulele 100 or 101 on uh, smooth changes. You kind of let go of the chord and go to the next chord. So this grip right here just allows you to get that you know G to E minor. A lot of people have a hard time with that because if they're holding it down here and they let go there's like no support and then getting to the you know get to the E minor. Unless you know you've been playing a lot um, and you kind of know how to support it using this this part of your palm right here. And even then, sometimes that's gonna you know it it's not as uh, it's not as great feeling. Okay, so this to this D minor to this is a, is an easy one. A little bit more advanced is getting that thumb up there using either the pinky or using the support from here. So yeah, 
that's um, going from B minor to E minor, or B minor seven, I should say. I guess B minor regular would be a lot easier because if you if you have it here, you can use your pinky finger and then make the switch over. Yeah, my wrist, nice and nice and straight. Not here, not down here. It's nice and straight. <laughs> okay, so B minor. You can see my wrist nice and straight to the E minor. That's really it. Keep in mind, you know, your, your wrist when you do your chord changes. Yep. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I always use kind of that, that part of my yeah, palm. Part. Push up. Um, mo mostly right uh, at the base of my pinky finger mm -hmm. to push. Yeah. So, so that, that supports yeah. the neck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's you know, the, the one way that I was talking about going from B minor and then using this part. Yeah. And then getting to the E minor there. Yeah. But you still kind of have to support after you make the change. You kind of have to like let go. But you're using that to support it as you're changing and then like yeah. letting go. But I you mean, can't keep that in there. You know? Most like, of the time if I'm if I'm going from B minor to E minor, like I, I'm holding yeah. the full B minor mm. anyway because I play low G. Yeah. And then I just put down two fingers yeah. and become, <laughs> like this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so... That's, that's what that's another way. Yeah. That's that's how I do it like 90% of the time. <laughs> Just put down the two other fingers. Okay, so what, uh, yeah. what Aaron is talking about, playing the full B minor chord with the ring finger on the G string fourth fret and then putting down your pinky finger and middle finger. Pinky finger will be on the C string four, the middle finger in the E string three. Yeah. That's like it's it's more fingers but it's like less work for me, you know. Yeah, so that hopefully that helps. Kahai, what do you think? I think uh, in essential chords, we talk mm -hmm. about anchor, mm -hmm. like using your finger to anchor down one string first before you build around it. Yeah. And that is a, a good way to kind of to do those chord changes, mm -hmm. especially. But then uh, the more you learn, it really is like uh, different for every chord and different for every chord change. Yeah. And I think you'll find that, like, you use your, your pinky finger to kind of stabilize before you put your other fingers down, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But really, it's, like, any of your fingers that you can put down, like, you're not going to lay it down all the way to press the string, but you're mm -hmm. kind of just, like, stabilizing the ukulele with your fingers. Yeah. And then you're, like, pushing down to create the chord. Mm -hmm. And it, it it's not, like, one particular finger. Like, you, it's not going to be, like, always use your pointer finger. It's pretty much, like... As you do chord changes, you're just going to figure out which fingers move fast and which fingers get into place first. Mm -hmm. And those are mm -hmm. the ones that stabilize and then the rest come in, you know? Yeah. So, like, I, I, if you're practicing chord changes, you can even just practice with just your left hand. You don't need mm -hmm. your right hand. And you just, you know, wh while you're watching TV or something, just try mm -hmm. and move your fingers into place as fast as you can or as yeah. smooth and fast as you can. Yeah. yeah. Um. Great, you know, great points. I mentioned earlier, you know, like about like the private lessons and stuff well the people have a hard time going from like from from g to e minor because it's just not as supported like they usually have their thumb back here like it's the letting go and then you know going to the to the next chord it's always kind of like thinking about support and we talked about you know using this i think in songs made easy like the two points of contact into the when you go but then sometimes you know playing this say e minor because this grip with the two uh you know with with the two knuckles kind of almost forces your your wrist to point out this way so getting an e minor is a little bit tricky because your hand looks like this when you're like almost like i'm right in the middle of a shaka you know like making a shaka so getting getting this 
is a little bit tricky. So that's kind of where I got the whole like, you know, take your, you know, just use your thumb. Just go up here so that the wrist can be straight down like this. Mm -hmm. I think in here, general, use that. in general, when you're making chords, you want your wrist straight. And that's like the mm -hmm. kind of one constant. Yeah. But it is hard. Like people are like looking for like, how do I hold this chord every single time? Yeah. And it changes. Yeah. Depending on what chord. Yeah, yeah. What chord you're coming from and what chord you're, you're going, going to. to. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's always changing. And that that's where it's like the faster you just get comfortable with your yeah. ukulele, the faster you find what works for you. Yeah. And it's different for everybody too. Yeah. We talked about in the show, like, you know, learn how to play a chord like three different ways. But that also goes to the same, uh, you know, the same thing for, for grips, like kind of know how to get to that chord, not just holding it like fingers, you know, like on, on certain frets wise, but also where the rest of your hand and wrist goes. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like just that comes with knowing different mm -hmm. chords too. The yeah. more you know different chords, the mm -hmm. more you're used to, to switching to those different chords. And stuff. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing that's kind of overlooked, you know, like in a lot of like ukulele instructions and, and tutorials and stuff is the grip on the left mm -hmm. side, you know, like so... If I had a time machine, do it all over again. <laughs> like that would be, I mean, you know, even even us. And it wasn't until like songs made easy where I'm like, okay, how do I explain this to an absolute beginner? Because it's songs made easy, how to kind of hold these chords, you know? Yeah, and, and even like I think guitar teachers, you know, for mm -hmm. years, yeah, they've been telling everybody to do the pinch. Yeah, and it's only now I'm that they're finding out that. When you do the pinch, it leads to carpal tunnel. So yeah. don't do the pinch. Yeah. So it really is like. I, and I think it's it's because um, it's an easy way to imagine how to mm -hmm. hold a chord, mm -hmm. but that's not like what anybody actually does. Mm -hmm. Like nobody actually does it like that. Mm -hmm. And when you actually try and pinch it, then you feel the strain in your arm. Yeah. 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 So it yeah it is something that it was taught for so long and mm -hmm. overlooked, and then mm -hmm. like I think only now people are realizing like oh it's actually not like just put your thumb behind it and just hold it down. It's like no. yeah. And, you know, it, I mean, adjust to your own kind of, you know, your own thing, too, because these are just like general, uh, general ideas. And um, because these are just the kind of general idea of how to grip your ukulele, like some people, you know, might kind of take this and then go do their own thing with it. It might be a different angle based on, you know, like your comfort level or um, or based on your the size of your hand or the length of your fingers or anything like that. So, you know, make sure to make your own adjustments to you. But these are just the guidelines of like, mm -hmm. okay, well, this and then using the, you know, using the this part to pivot and all that. And then using, you know, um, like anchors and whatnot, like keep all those things in mind, but also do it to you. Yeah. It's, so this is kind of what works for us or for, for me. Like a lot of this stuff works for me. But when I try to show someone else, it might not work for them or it might take some muscle memory, you know, in order to kind of play that way. We, we like to tell people, right, it's just a tool in your tool belt. Yeah. So, like, you, you know, you don't have to use it every time, and you mm -hmm. can just pull it out when it's, a, like, applicable. Right. Yeah. So, and it's not rule of the land either. Like, it's, you know, we mentioned three, you know, at least two, you know, two different ways to kind of hold something. And now we're talking about it not just, you know, like, playing the G this way or playing the G this way or whatever, but kind of gripping your ukulele for, for the G. You can play the G here with, you know, with the, with the pillow grip, with the, uh, with the thwip, thwip, swing grip. I don't know what to call this on the thumb <laughs> at the top. Or with the, you know, or with, with, the, with the two, like the two points of contact. So it, it really depends where you're, like Kai said, where you're going from or, or where you come from or where you're going to. Mm -hmm. but just be aware, yeah? 
Hopefully that answers. I know that was kind of too much. <laughs> like a lot of, I over answered that question, but it's just good knowledge. Uh, Mikhail has another question, yeah. but before we get to it, uh, Rob was asking, how do yeah. you do that strum your, that reggae strum? Your, uh, oh, <laughs> I'm going to explain it in the next month's lesson, but I'm going to explain it a little <laughs> yeah. bit right now. Next month, watch out for it. But really, it's just the up and down, up and down. And that, um, so in reggae, you want to kind of um, add accents to two and four. That's what's going to give it kind of like, you know, a lot of people uh, get that upbeat feel. You know, like it feels like it's the upbeat. So if you slow it down, if you do like half time instead of double time, it's like one, uh, one, two, three, four. Whereas a two and four would have been the upbeat. So that's kind of what you want to do, right? So one, two, three, four. So I put accents on two and four. And to make even harder accents, I strum with more fingers, you know, on two and four. So one and two and three and four and one and two and three. You can, you know, add your thumb in there. But however you want to make the two and four a lot louder. So I'm playing the, you know, B minor, for example. And I've explained this before, but have your, you know, have your pinky finger, pinky mute, whatever mute you want to use, and that's going to be the natural position. So you kind of have that as a natural position while you're playing your B minor chord. I tell people this, like just, you know, practice the chord with your pinky on. C, for example, or a B minor, or an E minor, or a G, or a D minor. So now that you got that down, what you do is you just release when you want to, you know, when you want to hear the sound. So in reggae, two and four is what we want to hear, right? That's what we said. So it'd be one and two and three and four. One, two, three. But this stays consistent. Up, down, up, down. Not Nothing fancy going on in the right hand. Other than I'm adding an accent to two and four. Fanciness comes from the left hand of letting go. And you can be even more fancy by cutting that even shorter so you do a down up so down you let go and put put your pinky finger back down and up and i say that the down is a neutral position because it's a lot easier to uh, to let go of those two notes than to uh than to have the b minor and then play putting your finger down every single you know every single beat other than the two and four it's a lot easier to think about it as this is the neutral position and then letting you know letting go imagine like a gate okay so you're opening up the gate only on two and four like this and you're closing the gate really quick because reggae it's um it's really short so you want it to be short so you're opening the gate just enough to let that note out and then close the gate again we don't want it we don't want stray animals coming in our gate hmm. you get down up And if you're if you're accurate enough on your strum, uh, if you strum just the bottom two strings, it, it gets even more kind of reggae-ish. Oh, so mm -hmm. totally up to you. It's yeah, 
That's how you get strong. <laughs> it's hard because we don't you, yeah. you don't want uh, people to be thinking about it too much, right? Yeah. Like they're like you, <laughs> you use the analogy of like a gate opening. Yeah. You don't want people to be using like gate open, gate open, gate open. Like they're, they're <laughs> you know counting yeah. down the beats that way. Yeah. It, yeah. Like you really want it to be where you're, you're just feeling yeah. it and you're like you know. Yeah, bob your head, try and feel it in your body itself, and then, like, just play along to it. And then really start off with that down-up, 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 and build up to it. Mm Because then if you just jump straight into it, that's probably where you're going to start stumbling and then being like, what was that that guy? one guy said? Like, he starts playing, and then it turns into that rolling the cheese down the hill. (laughs) You start freaking out, right? That's right. He's like... Yeah, that's probably where you're, you're gonna encounter that. But if you start no, off no, easy, no, 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 yeah, yeah. If you start off easy and then mm-hmm. just slowly build your way up to it, you know, yeah. you'll you'll get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. with bar chords, you don't even have to use your pinky. Yeah, you can just like uh, just let pulse go it. a little bit, pulse it. Yeah. So what I'm doing is uh, I don't put the pressure on, and I only put the pressure on in two and four. So one, two, three, four. One, two, three. If you're good enough to control it, you can kind of pulse it to. This is the strum for playing reggae songs. I can't unhear. <laughs> can't unhear that second chord in there. All right, so uh, yeah, um, thanks for the question, Rob. And we're gonna get to you in just a little bit. Let's answer Mikkel's Michael Mikkel. Mikael, I think. Mikael's uh, second question. Go ahead. Uh, he said, it feels easier to me to play B flat by barring the whole first fret, mm-hmm. uh, but the two finger bar seems to be the common way of playing B flat. Mm-hmm. Is there any particular reason for that when it comes to moving from B flat to other bar mm-hmm. chords like C sharp minor seven or C sharp minor? Mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't it be easier to do it from the full barred B flat? Um. So this goes back to to the first question that you had, which is, you know, we, we told you kind of learn how to hold a chord, you know, to at least two or three different ways. You can hold the B flat chord both ways and would you know it sounds exactly the same, like this way or with the two. Um a lot of people hold it with here, you know, with 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 the two, because it's a lot easier to kind of go from the F chord to that B flat chord, you know as in in transition right mm-hmm. and um it's not that common to play in b flat as far as ukulele b flat's not a common key that you see in a lot of like ukulele clubs and whatever but f is okay so because f is a common chord so kind of going from the f and changing your grip to this kind of rainbow grip to a flat grip on the pointer finger getting to the b flat so going from f it's a lot easier for you know for most people i mean i'm not saying for everyone you know for most people it is easier but for some people it's easier for them to use the middle finger as a you know as um as an anchor getting that you know that full uh, that full bar on the b flat and then back b flat i'm kind of using my ring finger now to get then using the l i can i guess i can just use the uh yeah <laughs> Whatever it is a lot of movement still. Yeah, yeah. F so, to B flat, and then you and then usually go chord. like C seven. Yeah, C seven from that. there, and you yeah. just kind of move all this all the way down. Yeah. So in you know in convenience for uh, for the key of F, 
you would use this. So this is preferred, okay? But you're talking about if you're in the key of B flat itself, then yes, this would be, you know, the easier, uh, the easier way to kind of hold it. So you can get to the, you know, to the C minor, to the E flat easier. You can go from B, you know, B flat to the G minor, just kind of, you know, going down a little bit like this. You know, and uh, but you gotta go F eventually too. But for the most part, it you know it does help if you're not key. And this just makes our argument for kind of knowing how to play a chord, you know, uh, a bunch of different ways, mm -hmm. um, much more important. Right? I yeah, I, I think I hold the B flat with a full bar like most times. Yeah, and that's just from like me playing guitar. Like mm -hmm. I'm more used to holding yeah. those kinds of chords with a full bar. Yeah. And so even when I play in F, I, I hold it with a full bar, mm -hmm. but I'm like okay enough where I can like transition to C chord. I, I don't have to worry about yeah. moving to the C or anything. Mm -hmm. And then there are times when I, I do just bar the, the bottom two strings with the B flat too. Like mm -hmm. I think I would use that more for finger picking for some reason. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because like you switched from B flat to G minor or like those yeah. chords more often, but for strumming, like. Yeah, I can switch pretty quickly with the full bar anyway. Mm -hmm. So I, I think my hand instinctively goes to there. And then, yeah, I, it is like that the thing that I know how to do it, but my my hands just do it a certain way. So yeah. and I, I can get by if if you can get by with holding a chord a certain way, it's like we're not going to tell you like, no, don't do that yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you can make it work, then that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the, the main point. Yeah, holding you know holding a chord a bunch of different ways, it's it's always going to be important, and um and you know I'm glad you brought up finger picking because if you're holding the B flat this way, especially in the key of F, you know you you're closer to to the F which is the root of that you know of that scale or of that key. So if you're playing in F, you know you're playing going like changing. Um, <laughs> that, <laughs> that sounds kind of like that Nokia tone. <laughs> so you know, going from going from here, kind of going to different, you know, um, uh, going from finger picking F, going to that different um, chord of B flat, going from you know, and then to the C seven is just a lot easier to move that that finger because that pointer finger very very important you know in uh, in picking notes. So you don't want to use that pointer finger to uh, to bar. Because uh, as a follow-up, that pointer finger has to kind of let the bar go and then do other stuff. But this way, with the B-flat, you can just kind of pivot and still use that B-flat. So you can kind of go, you know, use that as a fulcrum point. So hopefully that answers your question. I know it's a lot shorter than my first one, <laughs> than uh, my answer to your first question. Like, the TLDR is <laughs> both ways are okay. Learn both. Yeah. Just, just they're both. Do both. Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. so you're not doing anything wrong. You're doing, you know, you're doing right. Actually, if you're talking about going to C minor from there, you're doing it absolutely correct because you're you're playing that key because you wouldn't play <laughs> C minor in the key of F. So yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, Next up, Kahai. Uh, Renee asked. Uh, I have a technique question here. Sure. Um, I heard the guitar term rake, and that was a new one for me. Is that mm -hmm. a ukulele term also? It was the mm -hmm. intro to When Doves Cry by Prince. It has a rake in it. No, oh, rake. It's basically yeah. like um, you know when you do that E minor chord shape and yeah, you mute and you the first it. two. Yeah. Oh, use the. You oh, mute the first. Oh. Yeah, and then you only play the last. Oh. The bottom okay, note. Okay, okay. Yeah. I don't know. That's what it was called. I, I don't know. Yeah, I had no. Um, you know. I just looked it up right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. 
So, you know, according to uh, according to Google, <laughs> the, uh, the the rake technique really is just that like um if you want to get one note. So, I don't know, I don't even call it anything. I just call it like a mute or I don't know. This is a mute, you know, like yeah, yeah. Um, or sweet muted sweet. But you you did yeah. explain it in Solo Secrets Revealed. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know what did I call it then? Do you know what I I'm call not it sure. <laughs> But you you called it like the E minor chord shape, I think. Yeah. So you can do an E minor chord shape, which is the easiest way. So for example, um, or I guess whatever you know, whatever chord you know that that would match the the key of what you're playing. So for example, if if I have something like uh, like you don't write, for example, you don't write G B minor and C C C C. So, and the uh, the picking is. So that first part, so you can do something like, so instead of just going, which is normal, you can do that E minor chord shape because these two notes don't matter. <laughs> you know, you're not going to hear them. Um, it just kind of uh, is like what we call in, uh, in, in clarinet and classical music is like the, the grace note that goes right before <laughs> it, you know? So it's like a grace note that goes, and then you have the one actual note that, um, that you're going to be playing for, for the melody line. So, so these two notes, and I'm talking about, you know, um, chords are working that key because if, uh, if say it was like, um, so instead of going so this is our first note right I wouldn't do a I guess I could but that might confuse me that I'm going to play an F, F minor so what I would do is play an A minor Although it doesn't really matter. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's, it's just both more of them for, are muted. Yeah, yeah, it's just more for... As long as you're muting the strings before the actual hit, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, then it, it's pretty much whatever yeah. you want to hold it. Rake, I guess that's what it's called. I would call it like a <laughs> yeah. muted sweep because it's kind of like a sweep. You're trying to sweep down, you know? Yeah. yeah. But that, they're like... That's how guitarists use it as oh, yeah. like a muted sweep. Yeah, it's a muted sweep. I, or, yeah. <laughs> I think it's become a... a because, like, with uh, more technical guitar picking or guitar solos and stuff, yeah. they use a lot of rake picking, you know, yeah. before it. And so there's even one where, um, uh, what is his name? Rob Scallon. He makes a song where he's, like, using the rake pick. And then he, like, but it's unintentional, like, where he's just, like, messing up the, like, the grace notes before. Like, he's actually mm -hmm. trying to play grace notes. Yeah. And, or do a sweep, and it's just, like, not coming out right. So you just mm -hmm. use a rake instead. <laughs> and eventually, it just becomes all, like, rack, 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 rack. <laughs> and then he just puts his uh, guitar up to a fan that's spinning, yeah. and the fan blades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, it's... It's more of a, like a texture thing, right? Mm. Like just to kind of add that little bit of yeah, like yeah. accent that note, yeah. Because yeah. um, yeah, because playing the note plain by itself sounds fine, but if you just kind of want to, and it's a stylistic choice, really. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the first two notes doesn't matter. <laughs> you can even ask three notes. <laughs> if you want to do that, but that's kind of overkill. Two is fine. Yeah.
That and was like uh, you would hear that more in Pure Heart, Pure Heart, Pure yeah. Heart albums. So Jake, yeah. Jake was doing that yeah. during the Pure Heart days, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then and then from that, like that influenced a lot, a lot of ukulele yeah, players. I, I used to play that a lot, and I actually made a um, a attempt to not do it, a conscious attempt to <laughs> yeah. don't do that because yeah. it's like. It's such a dead giveaway that you're trying to be like Jake. You know? like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's how I know when when we watch somebody playing and then they're doing you know like they're doing uh, improvisation and stuff. When they do when they start doing, yeah, <laughs> yeah. not gonna name names. Yeah, but... not gonna name names. But I'm just saying that there are some people that you know <laughs> that's the go to. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's so telling. Yeah. <laughs> We know you where your influences yeah. lie. You know who you are. <laughs> you know. You know. I think even guitarists use uh, kind of the opposite, mm-hmm. where they uh, mute the strings behind mm-hmm. and they use their their ring finger to mm-hmm. play a string, and then you know to. Oh yeah, yeah. Ring finger. You're using this. So, you, well, you. It's like you're barring, but yeah. you just you're just muting instead. Oh, like, yeah. like this. Like, kind of like yeah. Or like. Or like if you're playing a, a seventh, like yeah. a major seventh chord with a bar, and then you yeah, you're bar, barring behind, mm. and then and then playing oh, a note yeah. like, like this, like yeah, like, yeah, because yeah, you do that. Yeah, too I sometimes. do that. I do that. It's very, it's like a very Hendrix thing, you know, because mm-hmm. yeah. that's his that's his thing. But Hendrix's thing is that his hands were so massive that he, could, he actually uses his thumb to oh. to, to do that. Uh-huh. So like. You can create this kind of like strum pick whatever thing, and I'm like, hey, I should do that. Uh-huh. It's good enough for Jimi Hendrix and Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, I should, it should be good enough for me, right? But, you know, like, <laughs> I have a smaller instrument, therefore it's way easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's funny that people come up with all these terms, yeah. right? Like, oh, that's rate picking, or <laughs> right. oh, that's like sweep okay. muted sweeping and everything. Yeah. But like, if you think about, if you ask like Hendrix, like, oh, why do you play that? He's probably just like. That's the only way I could play those chords. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sounds yeah. good. You know? yeah, I wanted that sound, so I just made it sound like that. <laughs> like I wanted to hit those two notes or whatever, yeah. and I didn't want to hit the rest, so I just put my thumb around to like, <laughs> the rest and yeah. I just played it, you know? Yeah. Like, it, yeah. It, and I think people make it sound fancy, but mm-hmm. it's not a technique to be scared of. Or yeah. Anything. yeah. Can you show some of that, like the Hendrix oh, kind of stuff? I mean, Bandito Tyler is just like, it's it's a love letter to that, <laughs> to yeah, that yeah. technique. He goes, oh. That's, yeah, uh-huh. it's, that is like a dumb. All over like that yeah, song, you know. You're just muting exactly a Even bunch like... <laughs> of strings so that you could just play the notes. Yeah, Senor Victor, same thing. It's because um the um uh... yeah 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 people people are like, how does Aldrin like pick so fast? <laughs> Uh, it's like almost like it's a secret it's a secret he's not he picking he's not, he's not picking he's, he's strumming he's strumming the whole time <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's a, it's a love letter to Hendrix style really is, is what it is <laughs> um, yeah and you know a lot of people a lot of people use that nowadays you know but I 
I dig oh. it. I dig it. I abused the crap out of it. my thing. What was oh. that kid's name? He wrote that song Stallion that we challenged you oh, to do. Oh, Evan J. De Silva. Evan, yeah. yeah. Evan. He, he kind of has that that whole thing. And that yeah. whole thing with Jake too, right? Like doing yeah. that, those muted. You can mm-hmm. see where he gets those influences mm-hmm. from. So, yeah. Yeah. Love, love me some Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching like some Stevie Ray Vaughan and my wife has never heard of Stevie Ray Vaughan. So I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> okay. And she's like, what? Huh? Let's let's watch a movie first. We're gonna watch a movie called Crossroads. <laughs> he's actually both the the devil and the, the, the no, kid. Steve Vai. Uh, Steve Vai. Yeah, he's playing that's the right. slide guitar, right? He, no, uh, Ry Cooter was playing. Oh the... yeah, that's right. No wait, was it Steve Ray Vaughan? I, mean, I, I know Ry Cooter. Like Ry Cooter was was playing one of the parts, and I Steve Vai. Well, yeah, you have to yeah. look that up. You have to look that up. <laughs> Aaron's, Aaron's fingers are going yeah, yeah, yeah. right now. What is that? Oh, oh I thought no, you were no. looking it up. <laughs> yeah. I think it's Ry Cooter. It might be Steve Ray Vaughan. But yeah, that so anyway, she, she's never heard of Steve Ray Vaughan. Mm. And then I was like, okay, you know, he does a lot of Hendrix covers. You know, like, you know Hendrix from being married to me. Of course, you know, like, you know, you've heard Hendrix. And it's like, he's, he's basically, you know, new Hendrix. And the thing is, people criticize him as new Hendrix. And he kind of just leaned into it. And then, like you know, did the did the Hendrix style, and then went over, like, you know, did his own thing on top of that. I was like, oh yeah, you guys think I'm a Hendrix carbon coffee? How about this? And uh-huh. I was like, oh my gosh, you know. So I showed her like um, a video of him playing um, like Little Wing because she knows the song Little Wing. I was like, oh yeah, this kind of like Hendrix. Oh my god! At the end, she's like, what is this happening? <laughs> and I showed her Texas Flood and you know all the classic Stevie Ray Vaughan songs, and she's like, this is this is awesome because um, you know. And I'm not going to knock on Jimi Hendrix and stuff, but like <laughs> Stevie Ray Vaughan's voice was just like, is oh, uh, like really, mm-hmm. that's, that's his like advantage over Jimi Hendrix, you know, like it's, yeah, yeah. Hendrix, you know, could sing well and stuff, but that like, that kind of really like alcoholic blues, like I don't know what to call it, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what yeah. else to call that, Texas blues, you know, like it's Stevie Ray Vaughan has got that voice he, that goes along with that guitar. He kind of had both, right? Yeah. So he can do singing songs. Because, like, like, Hendrix could do singing too, but mm. then mm-hmm. you, if you go to a Hendrix show, it's not like you expect him to be, like, yeah. singing all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. But, you know, like, there's... And she's, a, like, a huge John Mayer fan. So she's like, mm-hmm. now I see where John Mayer gets it. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, John Mayer just trying to be both Jimi Hendrix and Stevie Ray Vaughan. And, and like, a BB King. And BB King, yeah. <laughs> and you Eric know, Clapton. When, uh, when, when John Mayer sings, it's kind of like that, like that Stevie Ray Vaughan kind of voice that he's, you know, that he's trying to do. So my wife's mind just, like, blew. And I'm like, God, how do you not know Stevie Ray Vaughan? She's like, I don't play guitar. I'm like, that's a good point. <laughs> it's, it, it really is, like, genealogy, right? Yeah. Because you can, even you can hear, like, um, uh, Hendrix is uh, along the Watchtower, mm-hmm. and then you can hear Stevie Ray Vaughan's along the Watchtower, yeah. and then you can hear uh, John Mayer's mm-hmm. along the Watchtower, yeah. and you can see the direct, yes, like descendant coming. We from were it. Uh, there was there's a bunch of like songs that we were trying to like um, compare, like the Jimi Hendrix version and like the John Mayer version or the Stevie Ray Vaughan with you know with, with that version with John Mayer's version. He's a big John Mayer fan. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, watch this. And he's like, whoa, it's it's like John Mayer on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Anyway, sorry. I just I just got you know I got, I got ahead of me. I got excited yeah. talking about guitar players and Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. <laughs> well, John Mayer is John Mayer on steroids is pretty good too. <laughs> yeah, John, I'm not John saying Mayer. that John Mayer's <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. a slack or anything. He's amazing. That guy is. Yeah, when when he's actually yeah. playing guitar, 
like yeah. for the sake of playing guitar yeah he's he's pretty oh, you, you guys fantastic. mean like daughters right like when he's playing daughters, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That song. That's, that's the only song i know from him that's the one song that i know yeah yeah, so. yeah. and your it, body is a wonderland <laughs> john john mayer also has like a, a talent of making songs sound easier than they actually are yeah because everybody wants to try and learn like neon right yeah and then they're like oh this song is really hard <laughs> why is it so hard it's like because John Mayer is a great guitarist. He's a great guitarist. Yeah, yeah. We we were listening to um, uh, "Wind Cries Mary," and mm -hmm. she didn't know that that was a Jimi Hendrix song. I was like, "Yeah, what? Uh, what?" <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, it's a good John Mayer song." I'm like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All along the watchtower. <laughs> did you, did you ever? Uh, did you see like the apparently Bob Dylan like yeah. he liked Hendrix's version of "Along the Watchtower" so yeah. much that he started playing it. And when Hendrix died, he would say, this is a tribute to Hendrix. Mm. So he kind of saying, like, this is his oh, song. Oh, that's like, his song now. It's like, that's, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's cool. So <laughs> there's like that one Johnny Cash song or Johnny Cash, like, um, he did a cover of like, I think it was like a grunge song that like, he kind of made it his own. I forgot what song that was. <laughs> anyway, sorry, we're going to keep going yeah. off the rails. Let's go back to the ukulele talk. Give me another question, buddy. Uh, oh, well, we had uh, that student review from yes, Rob. Yes, yes, So So um, Rob said in the student review, amazing. Loved it, loved it, loved the new chords that you're experimenting with, Rob. Um, and I'm glad that you're kind of branching out, playing some full, you know, some full jazz chords, um, really utilizing, you know, all, all the strings and the voicings that you're kind of using in there. Um, you know, as far as critique goes, you know, um, I, what I would do, I'm liking the technique, you know, that you're doing with the, you know, adding that kind of gulpe in there every now and then. But what I would do is I would actually take it as, uh, you know, as soft as possible and then go in and then ramp it up. What that, what I mean by that is that kind of just use, you know, go as, go soft because it sounds like, you know, you're kind of just banging away at the at the ukulele. So see if you can kind of go from, you know, just like a really soft. I don't know the chords you were playing, kind of like this D minor. <laughs> But really, like, kind of get it as, you know, I'll just do, like, a really basic chorus. Like, from this, maybe just, like, the flush of your thumb, get it, you know, get, hear that sound and how it kind of comes off. And then maybe add the, you know, like, maybe do it with a pointer finger. And then do the two, you know, two fingers, but really just try to take it from, from as low and then add some volume in there. So don't go starting off with, you know, with the volume being, like, super duper high. But just, you know, just practice, you know, with a, with a, as a soft hit as possible. Because I'm seeing your arm going, like, all the way up here when you're kind of playing this song, okay? Um, just keep it nice and simple. Stay here. And then see if you can control from here. So you don't have, you know, your forearm going up and down while you're, while you're playing this tune, okay? Other than that... Um, you're you're handling the you know the complicated chords really nicely but um when you start adding um like bar chords to your jazz chords then it starts to kind of you know uh gets muted a little bit okay so just be aware um of your bar chords and especially when you're going up here because the you know the frets come a little bit skinnier just make sure you you get those chords down what i would do is uh you know take it line by line like i know it sounds it sounds like a frustrating move and stuff but just take line by line like one line and just play that one line over and over again so if i were to do and do it again just play 
play it over and over. And then go back. And then go forward and see it. Just a little bit forward. But see if you can kind of, you know, take little chunks from the song, isolate those, practice that, get it smooth, you know, get the transition smooth. And um, and yeah, it'll it'll come out a lot better because working on those little transitions, when you put the whole thing, you know, together as a whole, uh it shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't be a surprise as to what's coming up next if you're working on little, uh, little parts here and there. That's that's what I would suggest because I I think that going, you know, for, there's one part you're really strong at, you know, when it's kind of down here. But once it starts to come up to, you know, the fretboard, maybe just isolate those parts and just um, work on that and get that smooth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but good job. Man. It's yeah, a, you know, he actually there were yeah. a couple tough mm -hmm. changes in there. Yeah. That he had smooth, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it's not like you know he can't. Yeah, you know. It, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. All, it all just go, comes down to practice, and, practice and he'll get memory. there definitely. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. he's gonna get there. Yeah, it sounds way better, man. It sounds better than back in February when we first heard. So, <laughs> amazing, amazing. Yeah. I, I think he, I think even he knows mm -hmm. like what chords are tripping him up, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, really yeah, too, yeah. So. so just switch between those two, yeah. two chords. Those two chords. Just just isolate that one part. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. but good job. Yeah, once mm -hmm. again, awesome. And uh, you know, I don't got to comment on your singing. Like it's 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 good. You know, it's, it's on beats, on time with your you know with your playing. And uh, yeah, it's good. Well, I, I think dig I, it. <laughs> I think the parts of his singing that he was tripping up yeah. was because he was tripping up on his chords too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once he gets his chords super smooth and right, he's right. not like really thinking about it. Then his singing will probably get even better. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and they were hard changes. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, don't, yeah. don't, don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah. yeah, don't worry, don't worry. Yeah, it'll it'll get there. But if you smooth out those, uh, you know, those hard, um, those hard transitions, should be all good. And that, by smooth out, it's isolating and just practicing that over and over again until it comes smooth. Just ironing it out. You know, it's like a little, like a like they call that a little wrinkle on your shirt and just. <laughs> that might be something else you might want to do like not to make it easier but to yeah. just bring it out even more is mm -hmm. maybe slow it down like a little bit too you know you don't have mm -hmm. to make the changes as fast yeah and you can really like milk it with singing and everything else so mm -hmm. yeah just like really take it easy yeah yeah maybe, that might be something you might want to do yeah every time i, I give the advice of okay that if we just slow it down especially like the younger like private students that i have i can almost feel their eyes rolling in the back of their head like oh my god sure just play it slow <laughs> but you know it it is what it is that's like that's what you have to do you know to yeah. get this smooth you know but yeah I, I try not to say it too much because i already know like how people feel about that yeah i mean everybody and... hates <laughs> Everybody hates <laughs> metronomes yeah. and playing it slow, but it, it actually is kind of like if there is a tough section of a song mm -hmm. and you do start off really slow and then mm -hmm. you start like, okay, increase I'm going to increase it yeah. like 10, 50 BPM or whatever, mm -hmm. 10, 10, 15 BPM and then play it there and yeah. get it smooth and then do it like it feels like you're progressing relatively quickly. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know. That if you just mess it up in that tempo, like over yeah, and over yeah, and over and over, over and over again, again yeah. it's better to go slow and then ramp mm -hmm. it up 
and yeah. and then be able to see your progress. Yeah, I, I think most people when they think about metronome work and they think about how gruesome it is, mm-hmm. they think about taking a song that's like at a hundred BPM and then slowing it all the way down to fifty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you but, don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like 75, 80, 80 BPM, mm-hmm. and then starting there, and then like if you can get it there, like the first time, you don't have to do it like okay, I have to play this ten times at eighty BPM. If you can get it smooth and you can you feel like, oh, I got this, mm-hmm. try to move on to 85, then 90, then 95. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that, that really goes. Yeah, that's all it is. That's it. Slow, <laughs> slow is not dirty. <laughs> like, slow, <laughs> yeah. slow sometimes works. Yeah. And it's fun. Like, you know, yeah. if you can find the fun in is that. It, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it is. I mean, like, yeah, no, you're right. It can if, be fun. If it's something it that you actually mm-hmm. want to get down. Yeah. yeah. The feeling of getting there mm. or getting closer anyway yeah. is is actually pretty fun. You know? <laughs> yeah. When when you also slow it down, right? That that's mm-hmm. when you have those realizations of like the micro muscle movements that mm. you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it kind of like, oh, that's what yeah. I'm trying to do. Like that. Or or you figure out an easier way to do it. So mm. it's like, oh, I'm I'm I can't get it that fast because I'm doing it this way. Yes. But if I do it this way, I could go faster. Yeah. You know. Mm. And like it's, uh, I, I talked about getting that John King book, you know, mm-hmm. and, and working mm-hmm. on that. And uh, yeah, my my wife talked about it because I that's how I do it. I do it super slow because it's it's musical notation most yeah. most of it yeah. and stuff. So I really have to kind of like go because I don't read music when I play ukulele. So I'm trying to read it and trying to do. And my my wife commented was like, I've never I've never heard you play you know like or practice so slow. I'm and like, hey, <laughs> shush, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'm trying to get this down. Don't judge me, you yeah. know, because she's just used to like hearing me play my stuff or whatever, just mm-hmm. play for fun. She, you know, like I, I'm terrible at the word practice. Like I really should practice. So when I do sit down and practice, when she hears it, she's like, "What is? What's the matter with you? Like, do you yeah. need coffee? Yeah. <laughs> like, Are you actually something? learning? Something? <laughs> <laughs> Are you actually trying to learn? You're not just playing around. You're like trying to learn something. <laughs> well, this is the first side of you. <laughs> yeah. right. Actually, want to improve? <laughs> You're not learning uh, the Monster Hunter theme. What is this? Are you, okay? yeah. Are you not sick? Yeah, usually that, that's what she hears. I mean, I, I, I rarely play it and stuff. And when I do practice, when I do want to work on stuff, it's like late at night. That's when you know. That's when I get my quiet time to myself and really work on stuff. But you know, with uh, with with staying at home, you know, much more. Uh, I have much more time now to just kind of sit and and work on some work work on some tunes. And for her, it's kind of a new sight, mm-hmm. <laughs> new sound. Really, she's like, "What? Like, do you don't you can't play that?" I'm like, "No, this is this is a campanellas. Are you kidding me?" And she's yeah. like, "But I thought you played that song because you know I would be learning like minuet." Uh-huh. And I would play minuet in G, but then that minuet in that John King book is in F, and I really have to like you know learn all the you know all the campanella like sequences. And she's like, I thought you knew how to play that song. I'm like, I, 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 I do, but not, <laughs> yeah. not like this. <laughs> not like this is yeah. difficult. She's like, really? Are you like a professional? I'm like, yes. Shut up. <laughs> Just, yeah. Shush. <laughs> Isn't it? Um, I wanted to go back to mm-hmm. like when we, you know, we talk to people, mm-hmm. our kids in one on one coaching and stuff, and we tell them, okay, take it bar by bar. Mm-hmm. And I totally understand how they feel because I had that feeling in yeah. both like piano and while I was playing trumpet. <laughs> it's just like, ah. Oh. Why do I have to take it two bars ahead? I just want to work on that part that I'm going like, blah, 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 you know, like, I just want to do that. But um, it's funny how like 
you can tell when people don't want to take it slow mm. and then when people want to take it too slow <laughs> they're like okay but but what what do i do for the next note mm-hmm. it's like well you, you just play it you just <laughs> you just play it you don't you know don't worry about it so much yeah so there's there's like a nice middle ground where it's like you want to slow down to make sure you're not messing up but you also don't want to like overanalyze every single mm. thing and feel like okay i have to learn every single note before i can play this song yeah it's like just try and play it you know <laughs> you'll learn by trying to play and i think that's that's why like i know like what you know what especially the like i said the younger students and stuff like i know exactly what's going on in their minds when they ask them to play slow because i was that student you yeah. know like it, it's like why why i just can we just play body surfing <laughs> like <let's laughs> do this because uh, when when my dad sat me down, he's like, "Oh, you should learn how to play Europa instead." Like, oh, this song's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, she's he's like, learn that, learn Misty, like like learn all these songs. But now I'm like, you know, I'm like an adult and uh, like a professional player that that I've seen a lot of stuff. Now I'm like, hey, maybe I should learn Misty. Like that. <laughs> if I learned Misty and and uh, and Europa, like back. When I was like kind of first starting out, I would be way better than you know, now as, as a musician. Yeah. Not just as a new but as a musician to understand and hear these chords and know how they work and stuff. I would just be way better. But no, I wanted to just play guava jam and body surfing, which is oh. not, nothing wrong with because that's what I did, you know? Mm-hmm. But still. Well, that, that's it's kind of a balance too because you yeah. have to play the things that will keep you interested that's true. in that's true. playing. So. Yeah. Had you done things that you didn't like to do, yeah, would you right. still be playing ukulele at this point? You know, yeah, so, I would be writing different songs too. I want to be using Hendrix techniques and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's true. Like uh, you can probably relate to this. It's like mm. uh, when kids get into magic mm. and they only learn the flashiest tricks, <laughs> but you ask them to do the basic stuff, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know how to do that." <laughs> it's like, well, that's kind of what you can work on. You can work mm. on getting the basics down. Mm. Yeah, like learning the French drops. Like, ugh, I don't want to learn a French drop. It's so you, boring. You learned the French drop. <laughs> you learned the French drop. You're French. <laughs> I already know the Italian drop. Get with the program. Yeah. But now I do French drop all over the place just because, like, I, I do the whole, like, it's behind your ear to, like, my daughter, you know? So, like, I, I do the French drop and she's like, oh, it's gone. No, it's behind your ear now. Like, oh, oh, look at it. I can, I can show you some stuff. I can show you. So, I can show you the next step after the French cool. drop. Cool. Yeah. Show me because I, it's come to that point. My, my daughter's at that age where, like, she believes it's actually magic. She will come up to me. And it's like, oh, can you check behind my ear? I think I put my toy there. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like wait, what? She's like looking for her toy. She's like, it's behind. I think it's in behind my ear. I'm like, oh, it's it's not. I, I checked. It's not in there. She's like, can you just reach in? I'm like, no. It's it was it was just pretend. Like it's uh, you know. But I don't want to say that. No, no. You got to keep it going because like <laughs> I did magic with Mason, and then Mason would run up to me and be like. You gotta pull out these fifty-two markers from my ear. <laughs> I'm like, okay, here we go, one by one. We're we're going. We're <laughs> but yeah, anyway. So, um, any last-minute stuff before we go? We're kind of over our time, but I love this conversation that we're having. Any last-minute questions, Kai? Somebody had like a, a string question, but then mm-hmm. they said that they can ask it during one-on-one coaching. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. So get That's in it. depth with it. No. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, if anything else, that's, that does it for our Thursday Live lesson. Thank you so much for tuning in. Right after this is one-on-one coaching if you're a UU Plus member, so get your questions answered there. If you want to show me some stuff, 
that uh, you know that you feel like you know, needs to be kind of assessed. I can assess it for you. That's how it works. So tune in right after this to one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching. If you're also a UE Plus subscriber, you can always you know sign up for a private lesson and get it that way. That's what we were talking about earlier, the private students and stuff. So private lessons are available to everyone who has a UU Plus subscription. It's not some super special club or whatever. It's just sign up for UU Plus, you can sign up for private lessons. Um, yeah, this is Aldrin Guerrero signing up. Uh, on behalf of Aaron and Kai, aloha.